You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome in, DNVR Fantasy podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook here with my guy Jake Schwanitz. How are you doing Jake? I'm doing well Dre. I I love this show. I love that I get to talk NFL and just nerd out about this stuff for however long we go so I'm ready. I know we we really never get to talk NFL. This has been uh, such a such a welcome little break. Um, I mean we we do like at the bar in our private life a little bit on the draft pod but uh this is different. This just hits different. And we're going to transition right into the rookies of the year. I guess I should say that this week we're doing things a little differently. We're 30% into the NFL season. So, I mean, you know, really a, a third of the way, not even a quarter of the way, a third of the way. And it's time for our fantasy awards, a third of the way in. Um so yeah, we just want to get these out, get some takes, eat some crow, pat ourselves on the back for a couple of good calls. Uh, maybe you can help me figure out this quarterback situation that's been an absolute disaster for me in our DNVR league. I, I never thought I would be uh, just annihilated the way I have, but here we are. Here we are starting Gino this week, uh, hoping he does oh, oh, better man. than Jared Goff, who I started last week. <laughs> started two with a week prior so basically if i start them they just like go down the shit hey i know yeah you sound like uh my uh my league from back home i started two of the week that he basically died on the field and then i started jared goff last week it's been it's been a great two weeks oh there you go yeah pick up gino man right let's ride (laughs) Um. (laughs) i've got t-law oh all right all right love t-law (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we were all really high on T-Lon. Now the last couple of weeks have been kind of rough for him too. So yeah, we'll see. But actually, that is one of the topics I want to get into with these fantasy awards. Let's start with Rookie of the Year, though, Jake, where we knew the wide receivers would be promising. And um, I mean, the big dogs, Olave, Drake London, Garrett Wilson have all had some really nice moments. Yeah, um, this rookie wide receiver class is really kind of living up to the hype and the hype of the previous wide receiver classes too. I mean, I think that's becoming the question with these guys now is can you just come in and immediately produce? It's not uh, anything else because I think that's what we expect from them. Most impressive though, I mean, how do I pick from all these guys though, Dre? I know, uh... I know it's tough. And you have Romeo Dubs, show favorite. 
who also could be in the mix. And honestly, quietly, Brees Hall has become a top 10 yes. running back for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, not all that impressive with 275 yards on the ground, but 213 in the air. He does have three touchdowns on the season and PPR 16.4 points per game. He's only lost one fumble this year, 17 receptions as well. So that's huge in PPR. Honestly, man, I think it's kind of hard to make a, a case against Brees Hall, who I did not see coming. Yeah, he's been the most consistent out of all these guys, I think. I mean, I love Garrett Wilson. I love Drake London, love Olave. And then, yeah. of course, Dubs is our guy, our draft pod guy. Yes. But, yeah, looking at Brees Hall, this is in uh, .5 PPR scoring. He scored at least 12.5 points since week two. Uh, week mm-hmm. one, you had that seven-point little – I mean, I don't even want to call it a stinker. First game for a rookie yep. running back is a seven-point game. It's a great time to come. Last week, 27 points – so, and that's with an improved uh, running game production. He had 97 yards on the ground in that game. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's kind of hard to, to bet against him here. I mean, the the outlook for him looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've been impressed. I've been impressed with what the Jets offense has actually been, like, not a complete fantasy dead zone. And, well, in mm-hmm. real football terms, he's a little Clyde Edwards Hilaire-esque, where it's like, man, he's not – He's not a superstar, but he gets his points. Some way, somehow, right. he gets his points. And so he wasn't very highly touted from us in the preseason. So give Brees the love he deserves here. Um, sticking to kind of the unheralded bunch, waiver wire pickup of the first third of the season. My top candidates here, Jeff Wilson or Jamal Williams. Ramondre Stevenson coming on, I didn't know if he quite applied. I think he's more in that Tony Pollard range of like a an RB2 right. handcuff that you might have already had. So not quite a waiver wire pickup. I don't know if there's anyone else that stands out to you. Somehow, some way, Duvernay keeps scoring a ton of touchdowns and being like yeah. really good. He's been in concussion protocol. He's doing it on special teams. Um, he's a sneaky candidate. I will say Jamal Williams of all people just killing it. Touchdown factory. Six tuds already, 15.4 points per game in PPRs. Who who you got here, man? Uh, I think I'm gonna go with Jamal Williams. I mean, as you mentioned, Jeff Wilson, it's kind of hard to pick between them, but Jamal Williams has seen higher highs, I think. He's also seen lower lows. Yes, he has. Um, in those first five weeks. And he's dealing with a bye this week. So it's kind of, you might as well kiss Jamal Williams goodbye if DeAndre Swift comes back. I mean, he did show he's able to still score st- touchdowns, which is amazing for his fantasy production because if you can get 28 yards and have him score two touchdowns every now and then, he's still going to be a flex guy for you. Um, so maybe Jeff Wilson's been more consistent, but I've been so impressed with what Jamal Williams has been doing so far. I know it's tough because the award is best waiver wire pickup. I actually guess Curtis Samuels could also be in that mix. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in some ways it feels like Jeff Wilson was the, like if you were apt in your pickup and you got him, he feels like the best waiver wire pickup. But if you go by the points, Jamal Williams and guys like Samuel have actually been better. How about Taysom Hill, by the way? Another, yeah, I mean, 
uh, coming on late, you know, I think you maybe only pick them up this week, but um, he would be another guy in the mix. I am going to give it to Jeff Wilson. I just think the upside in that offense is really nice. I love the consistency. He to me is the one guy you can start week in, week out, set and forget, and you're pretty happy with him. Um, okay, let's get into this busted draft strategy of QB one. Oh, I've got a few candidates for you. One is waiting on quarterbacks, which I alluded to earlier, and I mm-hmm. think we'll touch on more on the MVPs. But like the tippy top quarterbacks have shown they were well worth the premium you drafted them on compared to where everyone falls. Like once you get out of the top five, really. Um, Right. So waiting on quarterbacks, definitely a theory that I think kind of busted loading up on running backs early, I think is uh, another one that you might want to reconsider when guys who you were finding in the late first early second, Josh Jacobs, Saquon, Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette have all had really good seasons. And you have some guys like Jonathan Taylor, Najee, um, you know, Dalvin Cooksman, I, who've, you know, been, been okay. And then an honorable mention to this one, the running back thread on the tires concerns. I don't know. We're seeing guys like Nick Chubb, everyone was always worried to draft Nick Chubb because it's like, man, the his career is going to be over in a minute. Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. every season we're ready to write his eulogy. We we're ready to do it after yeah. week one, week two. And yet here he is. Um, Christian McCaffrey, kind of back to performing. Saquon, look at his bounce back. Leonard Fournette, I mean, shit, in dynasties, everyone was selling him like it was a penny stock a couple years ago and look at him becoming a top 10 performer giving up on running backs way too early maybe a little outdated jake which of those theories or maybe one that you have of your own do you think is worthy of the busted draft strategy award well i'm kind of lumped in with both of these and (laughs) my team where i really waited on the quarterback is so much worse off than my running back early team yeah. Um, I took uh, in this DMVR league, I took Christian McCaffrey first round, Saquon second round. So I'm feeling pretty good about Fantastic. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still, I'm having to deal uh, with Kirk Cousins and the Tom Brady conundrum every week, but mm-hmm. that's, an, that's, I guess that's where I'm going to have to go because this other league, my, uh, my league with my boys back home has been absolutely brutal because I've just been rotating these quarterbacks because I thought I would be able to outsmart everyone, but I'm an yep. idiot. Yep. Yeah, I feel your pain. We all waited for Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson and Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. And yeah, we look like jackasses right now. It just hasn't worked out in the slightest. If you got a tough quarterback, you are looking like a genius. If you didn't get Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, or Josh Allen, you're really kind of like a no man's land. Um, you might have a decent starter. He might also be as good as like anyone you can pick up from the waiver wire, like a Gino or Carson Wentz or Derek Carr. So yeah, I'm going with that, Jake. Um, even in PPR scoring, that makes such a difference. And that's yeah. going to lead us right to our fantasy MVPs. 
This one is a tough one a quarter of the season in. Obviously, some great candidates. Mm-hmm. And it felt like this last week really skewed this a lot. At first, one of the guys that jumped out to me was Mark Andrews with how consistent he has been and how much better he has been than any of the other top tight ends. Well, that was only true until Monday night when Travis Kelsey goes berserk and scores four tuds. And suddenly he is, uh, like, if you had Kelsey, you just had such a massive advantage over anyone else in your league. But really, the real cheat here, the real massive advantage above anyone else, to me, is Josh Allen, who's averaging damn near 30 fantasy points per game, the fifth highest scoring quarterback in fantasy, scoring 19 points per game. That's 10-point difference from number one to number five. It's three points more than the second-best quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Um, That's a bigger differential than the top running back, Austin Eckler, who's only averaging 0.5 points more than the second-best running back, Nick Chubb, or just, you know, three points better than the fifth-best running back. Same goes for wide receiver, where there's a big clump. Kelsey or Josh Allen is where I settled on this. And I think I'm leaning towards the Wyoming man. I I completely understand, man. I think, I mean, a lot of people had him as potential MVP coming into this year. And this is exactly why he's just a freak and he's continuing at a pace that he was somehow able to sustain all through last year. Uh, So if he's able to keep up at this level, absolutely. So I'd agree with you there. I want to go back to these, uh, kind of running back receiver tight end guys though because Cooper Cup has played very well and has not only carried the Rams offense but he's been carrying fantasy teams also and then Nick Chubb I I regret this is the one guy I've been kicking myself over in every league I I I watched him so many times just me skip right over him thinking ah you know no quarterback for at least 11 weeks I mean they're just gonna hand it off yeah he's gonna get some touchdowns but you know, stacked boxes, all that stuff. No, you're an idiot. Nick Chubb is just a beast. Why didn't I draft him, Andre? Why didn't I do this? I know. I love how he is as a running back. I love that Stefanski offense. But the injury concerns, that stupid draft-busted strategy that we just mentioned always gets you. I should. I love that you mentioned the wide receivers because Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, and Justin Jefferson are on another mm-hmm. level, man. Um, and the fact that Cup has been able to sustain this with Stafford looking as bad as he has and the lack of help around him is truly like insane. Obviously, like Diggs, zero run game. Yeah, it's it's wild. Diggs to Josh Allen would be like the pairing, the duo, the fantasy duo of the year. Um, and Justin Jefferson has been a beast. I didn't mention them up top because there's three of them who are all kind of grouped together. So they kind of nullify each other. Um, And that's where I think Josh Allen separates himself. But man, what Travis Kelsey is doing is pretty insane as well. Um, 22 points per game, just wild. What an advantage you have if you have either him or Mark Andrews, who has just been like insanely consistent this season. Um, That's another duel, Lamar, Mark Andrews, that has just been like devastating um so yeah there you go mvps as we mentioned we are presented by DraftKings sportsbook the king of sportsbooks 
They are an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All our fantasy insights can always be used on the DraftKings Sportsbook app with those props they offer. It's a great way to put your football knowledge to the test and really uh, utilize it, you know, to the best of your ability. I'm a big believer that betting spreads, the spreads are just set too well. You're not, you're not going to gain a lot of margin, but those props, you can get stuff done. Like Cortland Sutton, his number's always too low. As long as Russell Wilson's playing, that's automatic. That's basically free money if it's set like in the 60s. Um, so download that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that code DNVR. New customers right now can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets. An outstanding deal. They have stepped up same-game parlays. You can parlay same-game parlays with each other. Had a devastating loss right at the end in one I did for <laughs> hockey last night. Um, that happens sometimes. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code DMVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details all right jake we talked about our mvps now it's time to get to the lvps the league losers those picks that we made in the top two rounds that have really just sunk us and speaking from personal experience it wasn't reaching on damon pierce in the fourth round that has really got me in the dnvr league it's drafting Najee harris in the first that just yep. has not worked out. It's been rough, man. And I think the other big one is uh, obviously Jonathan Taylor. He was kind of the consensus number one. That offense in Indy is putrid. And he's just not hitting like a top three pick would. You mentioning Jonathan Taylor. I mean, that makes it hard to kind of pick anyone else, honestly. I mean, he was 1-1. This is the guy that... Yeah you're supposed to rely on for at least 15 every week. I mean, he has been a bit injured, but yeah, that offense terrible. I'm going to throw out two Cincinnati Bengals, one that I own, Ooh. one that I have a buddy that uh, he owns. I drafted Jamar Chase and I was on cloud nine after week one, yeah. feeling very, very good about myself. I've gotten 8.3, 9.7, 10.1 and 8.5 points from him since that oh. week one uh, oh. performance. But Joe Mixon, man, I, I yeah. mean, he's his under's been cashing all the time for me when I do these player props. And he can't find the end zone. He has been getting receptions, which has kind of saved his season for the most part, really. Only 300 rushing yards on the year. But I, I'm just – this Bengals offense is just not what it was last year. They're really having a tough time yeah. adjusting to how everyone is trying to defend them. You could have added Burrow to that. Um Yep. Again, you wouldn't Higgins. have drafted him that high. Higgins, who we were all super high on going into the season, has been really disappointing. Yeah, those are good ones, man. Those are really good ones. Jamar Chase actually might be low-key the winner here because running backs, okay. I mean, there are plenty of guys who haven't necessarily worked out in those top two rounds. But Jamar Chase, you were drafting him in that same exact range where Cooper Cup, Diggs, and Justin Jefferson has been. Those guys have been absolute studs, like dominant, giving you 
20 plus every single week to have Jamar Chase, who just isn't able to even get you like half of that is uh, really rough. Would that be a good buy low candidate right now? Like, do they figure things out? I would think so. I just, I don't that offense has had so much weird stuff going on. I read a, a article from Ben Solak that came out, I think week two or week three, just about why the Bengals offense is so bad. And it's just, it seems broken just from, well, one, Zach Taylor coached way over his head last year. And I, yeah. I don't think people yeah. are quite have him on their radar as in terms of the problem for this team. They do, But I mean, they were like, yeah, I mean, I, I, they have to, they see it every day there, yeah, but for sure. they're, they're throwing like these go balls into two high looks. They, they, they're not getting single high on Jamar chase as much anymore. And they're running Joe Mixon into these single high stacked right. boxes. So it's just kind of the opposite really of what they're supposed to be doing. It's, almost broken at a fundamental level. Yeah, and I mean, they signed Lyle Collins. They made a bunch of moves that should have improved the offensive line, and they're not quite doing it. And, um, you know, I love Burrow, but there is there are plenty parts of his game that are, like, a little scary, both with his, like, holding on to the ball too long and just taking more hits than he probably needs to to, like, extend every single play. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that Josh Allen and Mahomes are doing too. But Allen, because of his size, Mahomes, because of his escapability, they just don't take as much of a beating. And they're also, like, at the end of that play, you seem to have more success. Like, more big plays seem to come out of it instead of Joe just taking a beating and not necessarily getting a big play. What you said about how they're not able to, like, the goal balls against too high and just kind of playing like backyard football without totally figuring it out all the way is what has me most concerned, honestly. Um, And I think you talked me into Jamar Chase as the LVP. So congrats, Jamar. Misery loves company. Thank you, Dre. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, How about this one? Mid-round must start. Actually, some great candidates. Um, early in the season, I would have said Amonra St. Brown, Christian Kirk. I think those guys have really lost ground to people like Damon Pierce, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, who again, football terms, it's kind of like, man, I I don't know if I want any of these chiefs running backs. He's finding the end zone so regularly. It's insane. Hollywood Brown, who seemed to have a really rough season and not be on the same page with Kyler completely. Um, quietly the sixth best wide receiver in all of fantasy, almost averaging 20 points per game. Jalen Waddle is another guy I would throw out there. Everyone was high on Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle was kind of going in the mid rounds and he has been a top 10 performing wide receiver. Plenty of candidates to choose from here, Jake. Um, what direction would you go in with this award? I got to go with my guy, Damian Pierce, man. I, Always, he's been my guy for so long. I've yeah, been waiting really for this. Is. I'm so happy to see it. That run last week against the Jags, oh my goodness, man. Got me so terrible. excited. All these guys have been great, though. Um, Hollywood has been fantastic, actually. He was kind of, I avoided Arizona. Um, he's probably the one guy. I mean, with Nuke coming back now, it makes it a bit different. So maybe if you're yes. a Nuke owner, Hollywood is the answer for you here. Um, if you were smart enough to get him. Right. As well as Nuke. I don't, Waddle's kind of dealing with an injury, though, isn't he? I think I have him in, yeah, my he fa- is. in the. Yes. 
Yeah. And I think that's what kind of like even Mike Williams might be a great candidate, but the like Waddle oft injured and Waddle has all the quarterback shit he's dealing with. So yeah, exactly. Um, you know, maybe you win the the first third award, but uh, it's not sustainable. It's not. I don't mm-hmm. see him as a candidate going forward. Um, is there anyone on the running back side that we're neglecting? You know, tight end. I almost thought of throwing out a Gerald Everett. He might have been a good uh, guy to talk about. Oh, I've, a waiver wire pick. I've got a league. guy, Josh Jacobs. If you picked him up in the, uh, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth round, wherever he was, that's the this guy. guy has been your best player. That's yeah. the guy. His last two weeks have been unbelievable, looking like he did yes. in the second half of that breakout season at Alabama, where he's just trucking people, running over them. That's a team that lost plenty of talent on the O-line, but they are running the ball really mm-hmm. well these last couple of weeks. Um that is a great call. I actually think as much as we love Damon Pierce and there's plenty of wide receivers who are worthy. Um, Zach Ertz, another one who's stacking up some points. Josh Jacobs Mm -hmm. by far should win this award. Great call by you, Jake. Um, Okay. And my final award, the streaming option, i.e. the kicker or defense and special teams who's really saved your league first couple weeks. It felt like the Tampa Bay bucks. They've cooled off a little bit. It doesn't help when you play the chiefs Um, and your offense absolutely sucks. The Niners right now, putting up a ton of points, 13 per per game bills, not too far behind at 12.8. And then I hate to say it, but Daniel Carlson has been uh, a really good kicker, really good kicker for, uh, for the Raiders, do you have any preference here? Anyone you see going forward who might really take this award by the by the horns? Yeah, I've got a defense I like. I mean, I guess Daniel Carlson's not a good enough kicker for uh, McDaniels, though. I mean, opted not to kick the extra point and ended <laughs> yeah. up losing the game. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I digress. I'm going to go with the Dallas defense, actually. This is a team, I mean, kind of a modest start to the season against Tampa Bay and Ooh. Cincinnati, but have really started to turn it on late. Um, they got a touchdown last week against the Rams and that was just a perfect storm. I mean, I was all in on fade the Rams, Micah Parsons and Lawrence are back playing at an incredible level right now. And they got a big test this week against Philly and then against Detroit the week after. Uh, but if you can kind of hold on through that, you get Chicago, then a bye. So kind of a tough month coming up if you're a Dallas uh, defense streamer, but then, I mean, you get to play, uh, play against the Giants, Indianapolis, Houston, Jacksonville, all in the second half of that schedule. Um, so I like them a lot down the stretch here. Love that. Um, and those are, our, those are our awards, man. Thanks for doing this. We will close yeah. it out. Best defensive streaming options going into week six. I think you want to load up on the Thursday night options, uh, starting with the Commanders. Being able to start them against the Bears seems like a really nice option. And the Bears available to a lot of people in a lot of leagues. You know, Carson Wentz might be beat up, mm-hmm. should get a lot of turnovers, a lot of pressure. I'd expect that to be extremely low scoring. So that's another fun option. Yep. Just hammer the under there. Um, yes. If yep. they're available, I love Tampa against Pittsburgh this oh, week. I mean, absolutely. they're 99% rostered in, yeah. um, in Yahoo, though. Yeah. 
who else? I mean, Cleveland, I think, could be a sneaky play going up against New England, too. I know. I know. How much of that 30 points from New England last week was just the Detroit defense, right? I mean, they were at home. It was a Bill Belichick, a Bill Belichick coach team at home. Yeah. Um, Matt Patricia, of course, with a ton of intel on his old team, too. Um, I found myself on the wrong side of that game. Like an idiot again, but uh, <laughs> Cleveland this week going up against New England. I kind of like the the bounce back defensive performance going against the Patriots. Love that. Love that. The Patriots are a really interesting team to watch right now. Ramondre Stevens is breakout. You know, is that sustainable? Mm-hmm. Was that a mirage? We've got an eye on that. He's Jake Schwanitz. Check out all his great stuff um, on DMVR buffs. Thank you, Jake. Shout out to our guy, Kale, who took the week off. He's always working his ass off. And uh, I'm sure we'll be back with us next week. Thanks for listening. We out.